welcome to show week four of Chalk Talk here with Microbrew Radio. Hope you've all had a fantastic week and I hope you're looking forward to another good show with us here tonight. We have as our special guest, Daryl Hibbard. Wait for the round of applause. There it is. Get it in early. How are you doing, Daz? You okay? All right, Dave. Thank you. How yeah. are you? I'm very well, thank you. Excited? <coughs> nervous? Bit of both? Bit of both. Yeah, that's good though. It's good. <laughs> You'll be fine. All good. Okay, so we're going to talk a bit today about, um, obviously, you're a local pool player. You've recently become a qualified referee. Yeah. So. <laughs> Get him in early. There we go. Um, no, yeah, it's great stuff and we look forward to have this chat tonight Perfect. and we'll go through everything and hopefully everyone at home can get involved as well. If you would like to, you can go on to microbrewradio.com and drop us a question. We're ready for anything you have to say, as long as it's completely PG, obviously. Um, so yeah, it's nice to have you on. It's nice to have someone that's a newly qualified referee on. It's good to have that kind of variety um, rather than just having... Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's good to be on. Thanks time. for the invite. Yeah, it's good. No, any time. It was, it was something, to be fair, when I, when I started doing it, I thought because of the variety that I want on, it made sense to ask yourself... Um, so I'm looking forward to it anyway. We'll start with your pool playing. Yep. Um, talk to us about how you know how you got into the sport originally. I sort of kind of fell into it by fluke, really. Um, I was in it's like my shots. Every yeah, week. I'm saying nothing. But uh, the uh, the new in I was in there after playing football on a, a Wednesday night. Um, so sort of the uh, the pool team captain at the time said they were short. So I was sort of sat there with him having a beer and. I, Stuck my hand up and said, yeah, I'll come and muck in and I'll have a frame for you. So saves you giving a frame away. Um, lucky enough, fortunate enough to win the frame. And they then just sort of asked me to carry on. And it just sort of built and grew from there, really. It was, yeah, quite, uh, yeah, fell onto it really by by fluke. So that's that's wicked. And when you say the new in Horn goes, well, I remember you telling me that <coughs> originally the first time a few years ago. And I was quite surprised because that's where I, that's where I started playing. Yeah. That's where I grew up. And I was like, like not many people... Like decent pool players come out of there, <laughs> so so I was I was quite um, quite pleasantly surprised actually. Yeah, it's always fascinating to hear the stories of how people get into pool. As a, I'm you know, 40 years old now, but I only started playing when I was 23 years old. So and that yeah. was the first frame of pool I ever I ever played at 23 years old. It's mad in isn't terms it? of match pool. Yes, that is good. So I mean, how how long did it take you to kind of get into the, the county scene? I think it was um, Again, with, with a few of the people, the landlord and landlady at the time, Martin and Julie Taylor, obviously Wayne played at quite a high level, who was their son. Mm-hmm. Um, and as sort of I sort of made more and more appearances playing for the side there, it was a case of, um, you know, fancy going and trialling for the county level. It never even thought to me of anything more than a, a pub game to yeah, someone, you know, um, you know, the growth of the game since I've started playing is absolutely astronomical. Um, yeah. it's, it really is, and it's... It's fantastic to see it. So you know, a, a local lad from Burton who plays one frame of pool at, at 23 years old, and uh, then come 40 years old, is lucky enough now to play county county level and uh, passed out a couple of referee qualifications at each uh, at both black ball and international rules, and now found myself being asked to to referee these games, which you know that all of them have been at a high standard. The ones I've been fortunate to look after. So. Yeah, it, it has seemed that way, and that it, that is brilliant, as you say. You know, from that at the age of twenty three, yeah. You know, before you were twenty, before that point, you probably didn't even think about pool. No, it was it was you football know, for just myself. a pub game. Yeah, football for myself being um, you know, blessed that I've played for a few decent teams at football in, in my time in the past. So Shepshed Dynamo and and having 
trialed a bit, failing and tri- after trialing it, but now being in the youth team. But uh, yeah, going going forward and thinking about the game of pool, it's, yeah, it's just never thought about it. But then, to say just yeah. over fifteen years you later, know. the games re- the games ridiculously popular. Yeah. Um, Played all over the world. The growth of the game through various promotions—it's—it just gets bigger and bigger all the time. Mm-hmm. You are—you are heavily involved, and we will definitely go into the growth of the game soon because a lot needs to be said. Absolutely, you know, yeah, no, we, definitely. We can—that's the one kind of question and answer we can do every single week mm-hmm. is the growth of the game because yeah. everyone's got the different views, and it's a blessing, really. It certainly is, mate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's all good. Um, what would you say? You know, you've obviously. You've played for a long time. You've, you've won your fair share. What would you say your proudest moment is as a pool player? I think my proudest moment was uh, being captain of the Staffordshire B side. We went to Scarborough in November of 2017, I believe it was. Uh, people may correct the date on uh, the year for me. For me. Mm-hmm. But having gone there as a B team, uh, the squad as a whole was decimated really and we had to relinquish a few players to go into the A side and I inherited a few of the C team and a couple of couple of under 23s uh, and some youth team players uh, proudest moment was the fact that we actually went on to win the event at B level via a, via a shootout but shootouts obviously a lottery um, took the responsibility of going on last in the shootout and fortunate enough to be potting that winning black in the shootout to win yeah, for that that was a good feeling the buzz was incredible yeah I bet um, maybe the highlight of the weekend as well as, as well as winning the event having to use Plastic bags to walk from the car park to the caravan, so we didn't get mud all over the place. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Aaron Walsh uh, spent a, a vast amount of money on carrier bags for us to uh, to not get that caravan dirty. So, fair, fair play to Aaron. Yeah, well done, Walsh. You might get your one pound ten p back at some point. <laughs> at some point. Um, no, that's a brilliant achievement, though. Um, do you want to shout out the team? Can you remember your team from that yeah, time? Yeah, there was. Um, yeah, obviously, obviously myself, uh, Taylor Richardson, Callum Coleman, um, Josh Knight, Terry Wardle, um, oh crikey, Rich Corley, um, oh blimey. We actually had Kyle Cope penciled in for the side uh, as well. However, he was at, when we got to the event, he was moved up into the A section. So again, obviously the. You know, yeah, the, again, growth of the game. You look what Carl's doing tomorrow. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous how, in a few short years, how people can progress throughout the game with the right attitude, temperament, ability, the hours he's put in, as well as other people in the pool world for what they're achieving in the game is, again, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, certainly, certainly is. Um, yeah, so you come away winners from there, which, as you say, it's your proudest moment. Absolutely. Would you say that's your? you know, your favourite team that you've played in or would you say kind of one of your teams on a Sunday or a Wednesday have been a favourite? Each team has their own um, sort of way of sort of enjoying the game. So quite recently we've we've restarted um, our old side. We used to play for from Doveside Club mm-hmm. uh, many years ago um, and for whatever reason the team folded due to work, work patterns and, and different, different um, circumstances away from the game. Um, this year we've managed to to, to re-emerge back with uh, back at the break room, um, playing for the break room, and it's like we've never been away. So the in terms of sort of the chemistry between the lads and the side, it's not mm. changed in the the three or four years that we've not played together. So yeah. um, locally, um, in terms of sort of the high high levels, sort of uh, there's little bits of every team that you play in that you can take away yeah, of from. Course, and of it's, course. it's difficult to. <laughs> Uh, it is really difficult to 
sort of separate them mm-hmm. uh, and put them in a in an order of preference. And it's purely because each team each team has its different personalities. Uh, every team has a class clown, so to speak. Um, every team has the the solid player that will never ever ever let you down. Um, turn up for every game, uh, guaranteed two or three every week out of you at the yeah. four frames they play on a county level. So, um, and the atmospheres uh, are either sort of the atmospheres are different as well. Excuse me. So you've got play, you know, county levels. You've got uh, for the EPA side of things. You've got eleven players playing in a set, and then in the in the uh, EBPF version, you've got uh, um, nine players nine, in the set. Yeah. yeah. So each each format's different, which again adds more or takes away extra personalities. It's it is really um, yeah really unique. Sort of uh, and quite blessed that I'm able to to be representing these teams at sort of each and every level, whether it be team, individual, county. You know, it's it's yeah, really definitely. good. Something I've not really had a chance to ask, ask the other guests I've had on the show so far, but do you kind of prefer, you know, say your Wednesday nights, you, you, you know, your local team nights where there's four or five of you, or do you prefer the county day where there's nine of you or 11 of you? It depends on, I suppose it depends on, obviously, your mindset as a person. I'm, I'm similar to what Rob was saying last week um, during the course of the show last week. Uh, I find myself very much of a, a team player. I, mm. I want to be there for the team. I, I love the team environment. So whether it be three, four, five lads on a Wednesday or your nine, 10, 11, 12 lads on a Sunday at county level, um, I've got a very, having professionally, having worked in recruitment, you have to deal with lots of different types of people. Of so, course, yeah, um, agreed. Then going, for, going forward, taking it into the team events, again, because you're diff, diff, dealing with different types of people, mm-hmm. it, it really does sort of give you... Um, a lot of different variety and you, your, your ability to adapt to a different crowd is, is yeah also I was going to say you'll you'll adapt quite easily being in them yeah. being in them positions yeah. and the only reason I ask it really is because I do find you kind of your local games you know your Wednesday nights I find it quite relaxed I have a good laugh with everyone yeah. whereas county days I've, I've not been involved in county for about a year now but I kind of I take it a lot more seriously and I'm a I'm a bit more reserved and I'm not having such a great <laughs> laugh with everyone I don't know why but I just want I just want to go and win on a county day yeah whereas on a Wednesday you know, I won't say I'm not animated because I can be a, a, a yeah. mood, moody person, so to speak. But um, some people would use stronger words for me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but no, like on a Wednesday, I can't. I will get over it quite quickly. Whereas county, yeah. it takes me a lot longer. Um, but yeah, I suppose that's just it's just one of them things. It also depends when you're playing at county level how far you run to run deep into an event as well. So, f- for example, last year uh, the UPA event that we had in. Um, which is sort of the anniversary of it this weekend. We managed to get to the final of the main event. Nobody thought that we'd do anything. You know, we absolutely pumped Staffordshire in the first game, and it was it was a case that we were always fighting behind the eight ball, giving team starts, and then having to work through it. And then mm-hmm. we got to the fight. We got to the final. It probably ran out of steam. Um, it was a very yeah a, very, a good experience, but also a bad experience as well because no one thought we'd get we'd do anything in the competition. We get yeah, to the course. final and. The Kent County as a whole that weekend just bossed every section. It was ridiculous. Mm. I think they won the A's, the B's, the juniors, all sorts. It was it was crazy. Yeah. The standard of pool uh, throughout the, the weekend. And each pool event that I've gone to has is, is been run incredibly well. You know, each each individual person plays a different style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the way that each each event is run to to try and interact that style just to sort of give themselves enough time to make sure that the event runs smoothly. It's 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 fair kudos to the guys that run these events. Oh definitely. It's yeah. Yeah. It's not a 
It's not a very thankful task. No, definitely not. Definitely not. They definitely don't get paid enough anyway. <laughs> um, we've had our first question in okay. uh, nice and early from Yvonne. Okay. Um, so she has asked, if Daz could choose a big money match to referee, who would the two players be and why? Ooh, a good question, that. It is a very good question. And <laughs> thanks for putting me on the spot for that, Yvonne. Um, you know, there's... There's so many people that are out there. I mean, my f- first money, the first cash game that I refereed, uh, very blessed was uh, Daz Cheatham and Kyle. Unfortunately, Kyle fell out the, in terms of locality. Um, Kyle came out the wrong side of that. And having just spent two weeks in Bridlington representing and bossing things with England, it, it probably too much from at the time. And he probably admit that. Um, but the atmosphere in, in that game was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, been fortunate enough to um, been asked to look after another one of as Cheatham's games later on in the year against Dan Harris and that promises to be an absolute firecracker as well yeah. again two very very accomplished players mm-hmm. um, so but in terms of probably the biggest game then the the games that I have have done recently so last week I looked after Harry Farrell and Kieran Phillips um, at a time of sports bar which was again high quality high quality game um, and it was a pleasure to to have the best seat in the house, really. So, but in terms of people, there's a lot of people that won't play for money that probably could because of the standard of their game. Um, if if John and Rob would to dust the cues off for a cash game, I'd love to be involved in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Um, as in, kind of like them two as doubles or them two against each other. Not some, probably not against each other. Against someone um, like either one of them against either one yeah. of them against somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because I think they draw the crowd. The atmospheres uh, are incredible to to listen to as well as yeah, well course. as as well as being part of the match. Uh, although, uh, uh, yeah, it's the best seat in the house. Yeah, yeah it really is. Uh, okay, so if you had to pick an opponent then for John or Rob, okay. well, I think there was talk many many moons well, many moons ago. So John was uh, pipeline to play uh, Craig Waddingham, uh, who again outstanding player mm-hmm. I still think that would be an incredible game to to be part of to even to watch let yeah. alone be st- stood racking the balls up for the both yeah. I think that would be a, a class game um, so yeah I think in terms of what games have been sort of penciled in and then for whatever reason work related outside influences that that would probably be, be one of the better games that I think I'd, I'd like to be a part of or been invited to be a part of it would be fantastic yeah, that's a, it's a great answer, and it was a good question as well, Yvonne, so thank you, and I hope you're feeling better Thanks soon. Um, yeah, so we'll go into the refereeing then. I was going to go into the you know the Super 7s in Scarborough, but yeah. we, we've spoken about it already, yeah. um, which is absolutely fine. So, yeah, I mean, a question I've not actually asked you yet outside of this, <laughs> but kind of what sparked, what sparked the change? I don't know. Um, I still like to think I can hold my cue the right way especially yeah. and, um, and to a half decent level um, otherwise I wouldn't be still fortunate enough to play at, uh, at county level um, So, but um, I think it was just a case of adding another feather to the cap um, a different experience of the game um, having seen and played at tournaments like Golden 8 Ball, like Bapto, Super 7s as well when they've got referees sort of wandering around the arena and when, the, when a call's been needed to be made they take the responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think throughout the the time that I've been involved in the game, um, it's maybe something that I wanted to to kind of look at 
giving back and oh, excuse me being being there as as helping and assisting the integrity of the game grow. Yeah, um, it's you know it's one of always like the look of it. So sometimes they can be you know your snooker referees, your normal ball referees. You know they're they're in the background and they seem to be so seen as unsung heroes because they're doing all of the other work. So the guys that are actually at the table mm-hmm. perform to their highest ability, and you know, that's something that it sort of in, intrigued me. Um, and wanting to, you know, sort of be a part of. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to be in a position where I could invest the time to play in such high level events. Uh, unfortunately, I can't. But having having the knowledge of being able to be part of it in terms of you know, working a few balls, or helping to make a decision, being being available to answer any questions that people have about a particular rule or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Having that knowledge. I believe is is just as is just as good, really. So, yeah, no, that's it's you know it's fair enough. It's not something that we really see from anyone, no. you know. But I, I've never known anyone to to kind of go into it after playing pool. As you say, you can still play. It's not like yeah, not like you've lost and like without sounding kind of I don't want to sound bad, but it's not like you've lost an arm and no. you suddenly now can't. No, exa- yeah, you know, you you've took it on, which is which is fair enough, and it you know. To think people's mindset changes towards the game as well. So again, with the growth of the game, um, having played on in in Burton on a on a Tuesday league on the uh, on the international rules scene, played played at uh, Spot On Club a couple of weeks ago when there was a, a team of youngsters there playing against another team of youngsters, and it was it was fantastic to see, mm-hmm. you know, and the ability of some of these kids that are coming through. Cohen, who you've had on a, on a previous show, Cohen Bradford, the ability that these kids have got, it's. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's I, I don't think we'd have seen that. You know, like back when we when it used to be the new in before it was the coach yeah. house. I wouldn't have seen that anywhere. You know, yeah. and and these kids, these kids are very fortunate because within the locality, not not just Burton. You you look at the Midlands as a whole. You've got places like like the break room, like Potters in, in Burton and Swaddling Coat. You go to Derby, you've got cue ball. Who I must give a special mention to as well. They gave me my first opportunity to, to referee a tournament. So of that course. was the first time I donned the gloves. Yep, and uh, I was there. And we were talking to, to Danny and Phil <laughs> um, for, invite, for the invite. But And again, you go further abreast. You've got Ambers, you've got the Towers. And this is all sort of within a 40-minute 40, 40 drive. Going go the other direction, Tamworth Sports Bar, you've got the Lucky Kiss. You know, And mm. these, these venues are all fantastic for these for the, anybody, really. Anyone to go and hit a few balls and improve the game mm-hmm. you know the, the facilities that are on offer fantastic yeah. it's it, it really is and I think you probably agree with me that these places had they been around where when we were just starting out yeah who, uh, yeah. who knows you know the, the world could have been our oyster mm-hmm. it's come a few years too late for myself but happy to see the game continue to grow yeah, at it's an incredible rate it is definitely wicked to see so many youngsters involved in the yeah. game now it, it is because Paul's always kind of been that game where <clears throat> if I meet someone and they ask what I do and like I play pool, whether it's people I work with, like yeah. like people I work with now, um, one of them, bless him, he laughed the other day because we were on about the radio show and yeah. I said how big Paul had got now, yeah. like not just in Burton. And he was laughing. He was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It is. It is. Paul, Paul yeah, is it's huge. absolutely crazy. You know, um, the work that the guys on, the work the guys are doing sort of ultimate Paul, mm-hmm. you know, what they've done, the exposure that they're giving the game as well. Again, completely different rule set being international rules. Uh, you know, EBPF, they're continuing to grow and grow their 
you know, their structure, their uh, their county teams. There's new county teams coming in every year to play black ball rules. Mm-hmm. You know, IPA as well. You know, the they were, you know, they were there, there, and it's, it's, honestly, it, you could just talk about the the different organisations, not just in the UK. You've got Scotland as well. Scotland's a hotbed for for pool. Um, there's loads of players, and Rob Rob dro- name dropped a few with you know Ross McInnes and you know, even even Morgan his lad. You know they what they're doing for pool up there and again again across the UK. It's nuts. Northern Ireland. You know you've got. Uh, Real number one, George Tierney coming over to yeah. to Swaddling Coat tomorrow to play, can't oh, That's yeah. going to be an incredible atmosphere mm. uh, to Agreed. be part of. Just a shame, just gutted I'm working, but <laughs> yeah, that's it. yeah. Um, I think I, you can watch it pay per view, I believe, for yes. four pound ninety nine. I'm not entirely sure on the details for that. Yeah, um, uh, there's plenty. There's plenty of advertisement on that on social media. Mm, so correct, I, I yes. Thought, so it'll definitely be a game worth watching. Absolutely, we know that much. Um, but yeah, it is good to see how much is being done about Paul and. You know the youngsters playing now. It's good to see the direction it's going. Yeah, it's it's kind of nice to say that we've been involved in it so long. You know, yeah. I, I almost want to say before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> you pro- you're probably you're probably right to that to a certain extent. But again, <clears throat> obviously going back as well. You know, you mentioned people people in the past that that don't that the youngsters don't really know of. You people like Ken Evans was massive for Paul and Burton on Trent running out of the Ocean Bar and 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 the those guys, Robin, Rob, John, Chambers family included, you know, you've got people like, again, sort of Mark Sherritt and Paul Eaton, what Paul Eaton's doing for England at the minute, absolutely off the off the scale, you know, as in terms of uh, what they're doing for England at international yeah. level. You know, it, and it's all to do with the growth of the game and the people that are enjoying the game and then play, you know, continuing to play and improve their game to a high standard. It's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, really, sort of. It's a, so it's a very underrated game, Paul. Yeah, um, it is. But I, th- I think people will start to see now as kind of time moves in the next couple of years. <clears throat> I think people, sorry, will be, will start to realise just how far it's going, and yeah. more people will then want to get involved. And it's only it's only going up, isn't it? The so, game of pool. Social media and streaming and streaming platforms have been fantastic for the game of pool because it wouldn't have been accessible to anybody. No. Um, so even even sort of. Five six years ago, maybe, but since the introduction of social media and the and the variety of uh, streaming streaming socials, and it's just yeah, it's it's pleasing that we're in a time where the, the game is growing and kind of got a little bit of a part of it. Mm-hmm. It's a very small percentage, don't get yeah. me wrong, but yeah, yeah it's, I'm glad to be a part of a game that's just going through the roof in terms of its growth. Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed. So question i kind of want to ask do you prefer refereeing to play i know I, you've obviously only just started you've played for it you've played for a while yeah. and you're still playing you've just started refereeing and i can see just from mentioning it how much you enjoy it mm. so you know do you do you prefer it or let's we'll, we'll put a scenario out there so say there's a competition tomorrow would you rather be playing or would you rather be doing what you did at cue ball and being kind of in control of the refereeing and, and the, the upkeep of the tables and everything. It's a, it, that is a very, very tough question. That's um, what I'm here for, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, I think while I'm still have the kind of ability where I think I can still hold a cue properly and, and play to a, a certain level, mm-hmm. um, at this point I'll probably say continuing to play, but it, it is very close. Yeah. Um, the thrill I get out of playing um, the, the last few times that I've been 
lucky enough to be asked to referee a couple of games. Um, I also find that as well, because although you're part of it, you've got the best seat in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, as And watching that pool as close as, as close as you do as a referee, the high-quality affairs that you watch, um, it is, it's really good. So although I'm still really much in my infancy as a referee, you know, continuing to learn as I do referee these games, it's yeah, it's it's fabulous. You know, that is good. Uh, in terms of, um, we spoke earlier when you mentioned the th- winning the Super Sevens. Yeah, and you did the t- the deciding shootout frame. Yeah, I know that you can handle pressure, but I mean, what is the pressure like? What is the difference in pressure when you're refereeing? Because I mean, you are kind of you're not you're not so much in the limelight, but at the end of the day, your decisions are the decisions that are made. And yeah. there is, it, it could be quite easy to, to make quite a common mistake, you know? I think the more contentious decisions that do get a bit more scrutiny are sort of more, more at your local level. You know, you've got, you've got five or ten guys that are around the table if, and if it's quite an enclosed environment, they're all sort of staring down upon you. Um, but if you've got an, uh, an arena, so say last week, for example, you've got an arena where the, the, the audience is sat back, they haven't really got the view that you have so you can make you know you can make those decisions without somebody sort of jumping all over you and saying yeah no that's wrong you know mm-hmm. um, and, and in fairness sort of the when you get to that level where you're sort of doing international games and cash games and things like that it's it's really um, I wouldn't say straightforward but there's very few glaring mistakes that the players make you know that don't get me wrong there's the odd the odd white ball will go in the pocket and there the may be an odd sort of snooker where they don't get out of. And th- those decisions are a li- are obviously a lot easier mm-hmm. when you've got nobody looking over you and then they're shouting it before you call foul. Yeah, of or, course. You know, and yeah, so it's... The pressure's there, don't get me wrong, because you've still got to be in the right position as well to be able to make these calls should you have to make them. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the... The pressure is as a referee is being in the right position to see these shots, and again, as I continue to work my way through the refereeing, that's something that you know working on positions. And I've had a lot of great advice from from John Attridge uh, in terms of the EBPF, and then from the IRO side of things, which is International Referees Association of Scott Price and Andy Shelton. Um, again, sort of had numerous conversations with those guys, and um, over the next sort of possibly next week or the week after I'm going to make a uh, go have a visit with with Scott and Andy over in Stoke at players at one of the ultimate events and just discuss things further just to help myself grow yeah, and yeah. continue to grow as a ref so yeah. yeah that is brilliant and there's no doubt the more you do it you yeah know, absolutely it's, yeah. you're only going to get better I'm not saying you're not now but yeah you know it's, it's it is it's quite new to you isn't it yeah absolutely and it's um it's it's a refined art refereeing because you've got to be not in the limelight but also be there to make the decisions when they need to be. So, yeah, yeah that's 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 the skill that I'm still obviously sort of in, want to improve. Feedback is all you know. I'll, I'll always take feedback. Don't get me wrong. I'm not not too proud to say um, you could have done this, that, and the other better. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, you know, I'll, that's something that I will take into the next game or even if I'm playing and refereeing a frame of the team team pool mm-hmm. I'll always look to implement that because that will again help my experience going forward yeah so. you'll you'll need that you'll need the, absolutely you know yeah. that's the only way you learn at the yeah. end of the day 100%. um no fair play to you for doing it yeah honestly because <laughs> as I say you just don't you don't really see it so no, no massive fair play and it's gonna help 
it's going to help certain events and it's going to help money matches because you won't get many people that want to referee massive money matches. No, um, no, that's right. You know, and competitions especially, and, and this is where we'll we'll go into the feedback that you were just mentioning as well because yeah. I played in that competition at Q-Ball yeah. when you did your first you know, gig, so yeah. to speak. <laughs> um, and I thought you were class. <laughs> in, terms, in terms of, you're not just, there's so many games going on. Yeah. You're the referee, so you need yeah. to be called for certain things. But you're also, when a game's finishing, you're ironing the tables, making keeping the upkeep of them. Yeah. You're not just doing one thing and checking a shot every five minutes. No. You're doing everything. Yeah. So it, the the tournament side of refereeing is a, is a little bit more different. But, um, and not in terms of the standards that you want to set, but in terms of the games that are going on, the players have their own... So their own integrity to look after the games. Mm-hmm. If there is a tight call, then naturally they call a referee over. You see it. Uh, you see it at the other tournaments, sort of that have played out Super Sevens, National Finals, Golden Eight Ball, Bapto. Those events that I've I've played in regularly. There's always a referee within that sort of area mm-hmm. where if there is a tight call, then they can, then they come and make that decision for you um, to maintain the integrity of the game. And that's again, that's really something that that's the that's a buzz for me. To be fair, I'll. I'll want to maintain the integrity of the game as it continues to grow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I honestly, from from that day, um, not so much that it put me more at ease because obviously I was there to play pool anyway, but it was good to see that we had someone keeping an eye on every table and someone, if we needed them to be there, we would. Because you, you do get a lot of competitions where you don't have this yeah. and it can stem arguments and, um, you know, a lot of people are obviously... Yeah. Honest, but yeah. some aren't. So, no, really good to see you there, and I, I hope you know you're going to be at future competitions as well. Again, that's that's again something that I want to get you know look to pursue going forward. Whether it be whether it be another event, sort of um, you know, either locally or more nationally, sort of either an EPF, EBPF, or an IRO, uh, an ultimate pool through the IRO, or an EPA event, um, again, because the EPA have now adopted the international rules as well. So mm. there's there's lots of opportunity. I believe there's lots of opportunities for players, as, as well as people like myself, that want to not so much step away from the playing side, but again, add, add that feather yeah. to the cap, um, and giving themselves as much opportunity to stay involved in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, if you are listening to this at home, um, or you're catching up on, on Mixcloud or however... If you if you are running competitions or you've got any money matches coming up, please just get in touch. I mean, I mean, there's yeah, not going to be anyone better at the moment. If, you're if you're I'm fully not available. I'll point you in the right direction of people that could be. So you yeah, know, there's there's fair. plenty of active people out there that are refereeing. Um, again, sort of one of the chaps that I mentioned already tomorrow who's looking after Carl and George's game tomorrow. John Attridge. You know, the guy. What the guy doesn't know about Paul isn't worth knowing. So it's yeah. The experience that I'm going to feed off these guys, you mm-hmm. know, um, and again through IRO with Scott and Andy, it's going to increase my experience, which is going to only, only going to help. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. So, in terms of um, what kind of support have you had with with this? I mean, well, I mean, you've already you've already <laughs> mentioned them, but yeah, you know, they've obviously helped you to a certain extent. But can you go into more kind of detail about it? Um, it's there's lots of lots of different information that's out there so people that even if people just want to have a knowledge of the rules you know there's rule the the copies of the basic rule sets are all over the place all over the internet um and then sort of 
again through through John's experience, John Attridge's experience, he's also sort of fed fed me back on different scenarios and things like that. Um, and then again, Scott Price and Andy Shelton, who work alongside the Ultimate Pool scene with the International Referees Association, they have also got lots and lots of information on on the website um, on their website irorefs.com with regard to international rules, and it's. It, there's lots of different, you know, people's experiences as well, uh, as well as the information that's available to them. Um, and then when you go on, you know, there's opportunities to go and meet them face to face, go and have a drink with them. And yeah, it's just chat about different scenarios, you know, ones that scenarios that you may not necessarily think of. I mean, I asked Scott a question yesterday about a particular scenario and he come back with an answer within five or six minutes, you know. It was, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's really good to have these guys available. Um, just to help build your experience and give you that knowledge so you know when, if and when that situation was to happen in a match, you can make the right call. Yeah. That's that's the that's the aim. Yeah, it's brilliant that you've got them people yeah, around absolutely. to help you with that. Um, and then there's, yeah, there's also all the referee, you know, all the referees that are about, but um, those guys I've got mentioned, because they're within my locality, so um, obviously Scott's, you talk, Scott's based, you talk to John's in Derby where I live, um, but you've also got other people sort of dotted around the country um, with the amount of pool that's being played. There's always, there's, there's always somebody to talk to about mm-hmm. the rules of the game if there's a particular rule that you're not 100% sure of. Yeah, that's that's good. It's good to have that. <laughs> um, let's have a look. So I wanted to speak a bit about county finals. Obviously, yeah. you, you still play. Yeah. Um, so there are going to be times when you make county finals. Yep. Do you see yourself refereeing at them in future? No reason why not. No reason why not whatsoever. Um, quite fortunate enough that we're the two sides that I'm playing with at county level at the minute, sort of EPA playing for Derbyshire and Blackball playing for Nottinghamshire. Um, they're very strong counties throughout. Excuse me. And then there's there's no... Again, we're, we're doing very well at the moment. And... At the minute, we can I can probably see touch wood on that one. So hopefully, we're we're seeing ourselves playing from playing in the in the national finals mm-hmm. rather than uh, rather than not. Um, but again, t- uh, that's one of the sort of again one of the other reasons why I looked into the refereeing side of things because I wanted to. I always want to be involved in the game. It's since passing, you know, since giving up football just before turning thirty. Um, it's it's sort of taken over from that now. Um, not so much to the level that I play football because I was luckily I was half decent, but um, but yeah. So it's giving yourself that amount of options to stay involved in something that you're passionate about. Yeah. Um, and Paul is is one of the one of the games that is, is as you can as you as you well know, Dave, that uh, the growth, the exposure, and it ju- it just keeps you just keeps you ticking, and it really does keep you on your toes to to keep. T- your levels and surpass them. So, yeah, yeah, you're right in what you say there. Because, I, I mean, sometimes I think I've I've come really far in in my own game yeah. from where I was kind of a few a few years ago, but then I get I get put back down to earth, so to speak, by yeah. some of this talent that's coming through. It's it's crazy. Um, it really is. And I'll I'll give I'll give a shout out to Madison Sherrett. Okay, um, we played in a a wiggy flyer 
at the Wigiston about uh, three or four weeks ago. Now it was Easter weekend. Yeah. Um, and she's she's absolutely hammered me five two, and not not in terms of me playing bad. Particularly hammered me. She she potted everything. That's the exposure. And These kids have got no fear yeah, whatsoever. Not at all. You know, I've, I've not been fortunate of not enough to watch Madison play a frame as such just yet. But you know, having watched some of the youngsters that I'm that I've either played in a team with, uh, you you look at sort of um, Connor and Ollie Tilly, Harry J. Loden, Mark, you know, Caleb and Madison Sherritt, as you've just mentioned there. You know, uh, Brooklyn Chambers. You, the, all these kids. You know, it's been part of. It's been part of their life, so to speak, because of families being involved in the game. Mm-hmm. But that's no reason to say you can get an, um, someone else, you know, come in, start getting involved in the game, and and then just hit the level, hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. You know, the, these the rule sets that are now available to the to everybody. You know, it's just attacking the ball, which is absolutely ph- phenomenal to see. Yeah. Um, some of these clearances that you see on on your various socials, you, you know, your Facebooks, your TikToks, you know, you're watching it on TV and on a Monday night, and it's it's nuts. It really is nuts. And, you know, these guys are taking clearances out from nowhere. And it's like, bloody heck. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's ha- the vision to see these shots because they've had the exposure to the game. And, you know, they've got people, you know, there's people around. It's, you know, Burton, Burton's a hotbed for Paul. It's, yeah. it, the amount of people that have got really good experience. Mm-hmm. There's just too many to mention. Yeah. Obviously, you've had two of them, two of them on the show last week. You yeah. Know, two of the prime candidates for that. It's it's ridiculous. There's other people, you know, lots of other people as well, mm-hmm. and you know the, the growth in the game. It's obscene. It's yeah. it's really good. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, that was my next point. So we're, we're going to go on to it. We've mentioned it quite a few times yeah. tonight, but like I say, this is this is the topic that I could speak about every week, and, yeah. and that is the growth of the game yeah. because. As we keep mentioning, so much has happened over the last... I mean, I kind of noticed the the boom. I say that in inverted commas. I kind of noticed that after COVID. I felt like everybody wanted to play pool. Even people that hadn't played pre-COVID now wanted to be in on it. People were... I know multiple people that have had tables installed at home, sheds put up. As you say, the kids are playing it. It's, It's massive. Yeah, it is. And cute sports in general took a, a really big risk after COVID, you know, having watched it on TV. You know, they, they seem to be one of the cute sports in general, any kind of, you know, any disciplines, whether it be snooker, nine ball, mm-hmm. eight ball pool, anything like that, even, you know, billiards. They seem to be at the forefront of trying to integrate back into life post COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it's one of them. So, you know, you can have your, have your individual events uh, where you've got, Obviously, snooker. The, you know, two people around the table, the referee wear, <laughs> wearing a mask. I wouldn't. Don't envy those guys back no. in there. <laughs> I don't think I'd have fancied it. Do you uh, fancy the mask? Nah. <laughs> nah. Um, but um, so Q Sports did take a massive risk being at the forefront, and we, we were no different here in in, in Burton. Um, you know, we made both myself and Vinny uh, running running the singles league that we that we do run out of the out of the Wigiston pub. Um, it was a big risk, you know. So when people were starting to be welcomed back into into public domains and pubs, clubs, etc., you know, we we took a big risk running that. Um, yeah, because not everyone wanted to come. No, out no, 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 absolutely. Mix. So everything was really put on hold, and um, 
so yeah, so Q Sports was one of the the, the forefronts of of coming back into into sort of normal way of life, shall we say? Yep. You know, pre-COVID way of life. You know, and it, from there the, again, the exposure because there was there was still events being held on TV. Um, you know, albeit from diff- completely different arena setups rather mm-hmm. than being in a a massive club. Yep. It was yeah, it just it was, and it, because it was sort of at the forefront, it had the it had the exposure more of the exposures from say from your footballs, your, your crickets, your rugby's, you know, your, your other sports, because it was there, it was readily readily available, and it was live. So it was something that everybody could switch on the TV and watch. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Um, where you know, where do you see? What kind of what do you see the future of Paul? What do you think it holds for? Not just not just Burton, like the world really yeah it's, it's limitless really you know the the amount of pool that's available to everybody now whether it be individual events whether it be weekend tournaments i mean <laughs> i've got a very understanding wife at home <laughs> with the amount of pool that i do play um i'm very understanding family um as as do a lot of these a lot of these guys that, that play the game to uh, a high level you know it's some of them are lucky enough to make a living out of it um and it's it's fantastic the people that do make a living out of any cute sport, really. But, you know, needless to say, pool is a game that wasn't necessarily uh, thought of as a game that you could make a living out of. And you can see that's not the case. And the continued growth of the game, people will, are at the minute, but who knows, 5, 10, 15 years down the line. These these guys, especially locally, from what we've seen, um there's no reason why these guys can't make a living out of it. No, not not at all. Yeah. Um, the sacrifice is there, and it would need to be made. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but risk and reward. Who knows going forward? It might be more of a reward, a reward risk scenario rather than a risk and reward. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it, it's down to them at the end of the day. But with yeah. the ability that some of these youth players yeah. have got coming through. Yeah. It is. You know, you've got to go for it. If I mean, if I. I wasn't quite playing at 13, 14. I think I started when <laughs> I was like 16, 17. But if I was and yeah. I was that good, I don't think I'd, I'd never stop. I don't think, you know. No. Yeah, it's it, a lot of pe- a lot of people see it as a labour of love. And it's it's very much so a, a labour of love for these guys. You know, the guys that, excuse me, play to play to this level. It's, yeah, you can, you can see. You can definitely see that it's, it's not, it's a labour of love. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, if if you're listening in and, and you're playing and maybe you are, maybe you are a youth player, just just keep at it. I suppose is, is absolutely what, is what we'd say. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, because the, I mean, look, life does get in the way. Yeah, <laughs> things things happen. Yeah, and people people do tend to stop playing. But you know, hopefully, more of them will, will continue. Yeah, and the, yeah, the game will do nothing but continue to grow. Yes, yeah, that's a, that's a certain fact with the exposure it's getting. You know, there's. Lots of people playing individual matches. There's lots of lots and lots of tournaments. You know, that you could probably fill every weekend with the tournament if you so wished. So it's they, they honestly they people do, do. They, they do get filled unbelievably fast, and they you know as soon as they're posted over the social media sites, and then you know we've got so many reserves on it because there, there will always be a couple yeah. of dropouts. But these tournaments that get get put on the socials, they're gone in a matter of minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everyone wants in. Yeah. Um, 
and it, I, th- I think I mentioned it before, I don't know if it was to, to Vinny, but on the first week, but like, again, when I was playing back back when, when I first started, these tournaments weren't happening, no. unless it was in the local, and there was a few people, Yeah, they weren't about, you yeah, know, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing. Yeah, the the tournament seem the tournament side of the game has seemed to be a very much a, a late bloomer, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's it's continued to grow at uh, an, a fantastic rate. It really is. Yes, yeah, so and I I then say a massive fair play to people that are running leagues, competitions, yeah. um, flyers, etc., etc. Obviously, Vinny does probably the main brunt of it over over Burton, um, but yourself, we have talked about it. You, you do run the singles league at, at Wigiston. Yeah. Um, talk to us about that. How, how did you come to to take that off, so, off Vinny in the first it was, place? I think it was more a case of the work, sharing the workload rather than taking over it. Okay. Um, so Vinny Vinny used to run it uh, and ran it very well, and some big shoes to fill because Vinny puts his heart and soul into everything. Yeah, it's correct. it's really you know the commitment he's given to the game locally is is extremely good. It's you know it's not. Uh, it's a thankless task putting all of the Agreed. tournaments that he does that he does on, um, and you know it's it's one of those where the abilities of the of the guys that take part may not be your, your professionals, your higher end higher end players, but it's again it's get it's getting them to enjoy the game, mm-hmm. and that's being able to, you know Brian at the Wiggy does a fantastic job. You know he's got four tables there; they're all available to everybody all of the time. Um, yeah, the the one thankless task I've got is to try and get everybody booked in on for a game. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's the that's the most difficult task I have to do. Um, you know, the players take responsibility of arranging the games, and I just make sure that there's a slot for them to con- to complete those games. Yeah, of course. So, how many players in total do you have now at the moment? I've got at the minute. I th- there's 59 players this year, split over six divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, sort of people people circumstances change. Um, <coughs> but again, having that amount of players, you know, you've got to try and get thirty games in a month over four tables. So it's it's tough because people people's availability for games is yeah, it varies, it, doesn't it? It varies, of course, it does. You know, um, outside influences away from pool, work life, social life, family life, etc. Yeah, all takes into account. But Brian's been fantastic in making sure that all the the venue is available pretty much. As soon as he opens to, yeah, to, to closing time. Yeah, it, yeah, it's phenomenal. Great work, Brian. Fair play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, well, you best be listening in anyway. <laughs> Hope so. Um, yeah, I mean, when does when does that current league finish? We're actually on the last round of matches this month. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, again, anybody that wants to um, express an interest locally, um, or, not, or, or not locally, you know, if you fancy yeah. travelling over, um, tra- hit me a message. Um Advertising for the singles league will go out probably sort of mid to late June for the next version of the uh, for the next edition. Sorry of that of the of the singles league. So. Okay, I mean I've had a couple of, of friends of mine yep. that don't play for teams, don't play in leagues, but excuse me, they're really interested. Yep. Um, because it's been mentioned to them, and they like the idea of it. You know, a couple of games a month, competitive yeah, matches. Yeah. They don't do it enough. I myself want to get back involved in it. Yep. So. Yeah, it's great. Anyone else that's interested, obviously, speak to myself, speak to Daz, and um, we'll get that moving. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, brilliant stuff. And I hope you know, hopefully, that grows for you as well. I'm, yeah. It's going to be harder, more yeah. p- more people, but yeah, you know, it's, yeah, the num- the numbers have been very steady. So you're, you're looking, been very blessed that the you know the people that have that have played in it have played in it three or four 
in three or four seasons of it, you know, before I took over from it from Vinny, there's always a, a hardcore amount of players that, that continue to play in it, and it, it's fantastic. So, you know, these these guys are I'll make, make it what it is, yeah. Uh, and anybody else that, that joins it as well is, it's it's fabulous. You know, it really is. It's it's good to see that it continues at those levels. Yeah, it is. It is brilliant. Um, what we're going to do now, we've we've got a we've got a few minutes left. Yeah, and so we are going to go into your five aside team. Okay. Okay. Um, and I mentioned it to you before the show, yes. and you were like, "Oh God!" Yeah, still thinking about um, it. <laughs> we'll make it easier. Yeah, and I think probably what I'll do from going forward now is we'll pick yourself and four players that you've played with. Yeah, so that you're not picking from a massive pool of one million pool players across the world. Yeah, go, no pressure. So if I have to include myself uh, as the queue carrier, then that's <laughs> that's absolutely fine. Uh, been very blessed uh, to play alongside. Uh, John Chambers and Mark Sherritt in, a, in an event as well. So that was a, a county finals way back when. Uh, I think it was 2016 or 15, maybe it may have been 2015 actually. So lucky enough to play alongside those guys and those guys were phenomenal <laughs> throughout that event. It was absolutely crazy, the standards that they were producing. In terms of a couple of others, I'm probably going to go sort of more more local league. So um, I've been fortunate on it again enough to play with uh, Greg Lakin um, on a Thursday night from the Corn Exchange um, and then one that this one might be sort of open to debate uh, a chap called Chaz Bogle this guy is absolutely relentless he doesn't play as often if he played as often as he could he would be an absolute he's an absolute machine okay. he misses absolutely nothing um, the guy is, is his nickname's The Bot and there's a reason for that he's mm-hmm. rock solid absolutely phenomenal player and been a been very lucky to be blessed with having played in the same sides as as those guys. Yeah, it's awesome. yeah, very much so. Yeah, so, yeah. it's got. I mean, I sometimes I think about who would my five side team be if if it was players yeah. I've played with. But yeah. I, I've not really played with players such as such been, big names. I've you know? been very lucky, very lucky, even even to carry the cues. You know, <laughs> <laughs> to be a part of those sides and. Maybe not play as often as I, I think I should have done, but to watch these guys and how, how they address the table, how they address and go about their clearances, mm-hmm. um, and how about they go any safety play that they have to do, it's it helps. Yeah. Oh, of course, it improves Absolutely. everything, and when you get to see that. Um, when uh, sort of the teams that I've played in more recently, um, there's a couple of couple of guys that they say, "Who who do, who did you look at when you were playing?" I'll always say, "Look at you know." Not, not. You know, a lot of people think he's not a pop. He's he's an unpopular choice. But you watch how Liam Dunster addresses the table. You know, he's he's very methodical. Mark Farnsworth again, another player that you know addresses the table phenomenally well. Um, Dave McNamara again. You know, never had the pleasure of playing in the side with him, but again, the way he addresses the table. Um, and then you look at the younger players uh, with uh, Karen Bradford. How he again. At such a young age, how he addresses the table, how he goes about his clearances, and some of the things that he's posting on socials, you know, it, if if I, if I had that ability at his age, it would it be incredible. You know, it's it's really it's quite astonishing, really, the yeah. standard of the game that has it's just boomed. It's it's incredible, um, and to think to even to be as a referee to be a part of that and watch that from the best seat in the house with the white gloves on. Yeah, because uh, people love the white gloves. Um, so uh, yeah it's 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 fantastic it really is yeah it is good and I find it I find it quite cool when you say like if you watch Cohen's obviously he's got TikTok he's got 
bare following on yeah. TikTok, you get people from kind of all around the world commenting on his things saying, you know, that that's amazing and things like that. And that will prompt said people to maybe want to get into the game. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, this it's, is what we talk about, the growth and yeah. the, the social side of it. 100%. 100%. Um, that's going to play a massive part. Yeah. Um, so, white gloves, are we going to... Oh, they'll always yeah. be, when I'm ever whenever I'm there, the white gloves will always be. Uh, they'll they'll always be there, ready for uh, ready for anybody. Do you have like a new pair every time, or if you got, got one, wash and wear. Hold on, hold on. There we go. Had to get that one in there, didn't we? Get it in late. <laughs> no, wicked. Um, listen, Daz, it's been excellent having you on the show. We are no, thanks for the, the invite. Yeah. yeah, no. Anytime it's been it's been class and no doubt in the future you'll you'll come back on once you've done a few more events and things like that. Yeah. Um do you have any shout outs you wanna you wanna shout out before we end the show? I think of uh, obviously the people that have helped me uh, get into it more than anything, the people that have given me the opportunities. We've got Cubal Derby, Phil Phil Spencer run, running these events and and Danny Cooper who was who's quite kind enough to be accommodating for me that day. Yeah. Um then you've also got people, uh, Ryan and Paul at the break room, you've got Dave and Phil at Potters who've quite uh, you know, quite kindly offered their logos for me to have put on a shirt for That's good. for future nice for future events. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, you've got the racker as well, provided me with a few bits of equipment as well. So ball markers, the the new handy rack as well. Um, they've posted that on socials today. So if you ever see me, you want to give it a bash. It's always in my queue case. If I'm uh, if I'm about, I'd recommend it. It's a fantastic piece of kit. Um, yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah brilliant stuff. Thank you very much to those guys. Couldn't yeah. have done it without them really great chat that's fair play it's been brilliant having you on the show no thank you um we are going to wrap it up shortly i just wanted to do one more shout out for um somebody who's helped with the promotion of chalk talk over the last kind of week or so he's been doing a lot of work um kind of beside me and that is mark smith um so thank you very much mark um if people do want to visit his website it's www.ukworldqsports.com and you know if you are into your q sports please go and check it out and you will love it whether it's snooker or pool it's it's a great thing for people to look at. Um, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, you are listening to Chalk Talk on Microbrew Radio. We will be back next week. And I hope you tune in. But for now, have a good weekend. And uh, thank you, Daz, again. No, thank you. Thank you, everybody. No you have a good weekend, guys. Thank you. This show is part of Microbrew Radio, Burton on Trent's community radio station. You can hear this and plenty of other shows over on microbrewradio.com. Find our app on the iOS or Android stores, or just say, Alexa, play Micro Brew Radio. And if you like what you hear, please let us know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks. <laughs>